and he is to call his name Jesus. You know that Christmas game of Secret Santa? Maybe your office played it um, over the last couple weeks, maybe since Thanksgiving. You know, Secret Santa is this game where that people play uh, in order to get ready for Christmas where maybe everyone in your office is assigned another person in the office or maybe in your classroom. And it is your job to give them treats or to give them things that they particularly like over the Christmas, over the weeks, the weeks leading up to Christmas. And then, towards the end of it, they, the game is to see if they can figure out who it was that is giving them, has been giving them these gifts, and then there's the reveal at the end. Well, my mom was a teacher, and her whole faculty that she was on played this game of Secret Santa every Christmas. And in this particular year, she got a, the name of someone who was a good friend of hers. And so she was trying to figure out what she should do to make this particularly special. And my suggestion was, I said, you know what? I mean, this year, you can't do the the typical thing. I think you really need to mess with his head as you're doing this. So instead of giving, you know, your favorite, you know, favorite candies and the favorite things that people would like, on the very first day of doing this, he opened up a beautifully wrapped box of Q-tips. And then on the second day, it was a beautiful package of deodorant. And on the third day, it was a beautiful package of mouthwash. The recipient found no humor in any of this, quite quite unfortunately. Some gifts reveal. And if someone actually gave you a bottle of mouthwash as a gift, they are trying to say something and trying to tell you something. That certain gifts reveal. And so what does God's gift to us of Jesus reveal? What does God's gift to us of Jesus reveal about Christmas? And what does it reveal about us? The key to understanding this comes in the first part of verse 21, where the angel says to Joseph that your wife-to-be, Mary, will bear... She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Now, the name Jesus, or Yeshua, or Jesus, true Aramaic, was a, it was a common name. In fact, it was a name that was so common at this time that people needed to distinguish which Jesus exactly you were talking about. So is this the Jesus of Jerusalem, or is this the Jesus of Jericho, or is this the Jesus of Antioch? It was a widely used name in both Hebrew and Greek, and it was used that way for centuries. And up until this point, there were no prayers in the name of Jesus. The name Jesus was not ever used as a swear word. There were no songs sung about Jesus. It was a name kind of like Jim or John or Joe or George, right? It was a a common and normal name. Now, if you were naming your son one of the a common name, you don't expect, for example, that if you name your son George, you don't expect that in 2,000 years there will be over 8 billion people which is the estimate of how many people have become Christians since the time of Jesus, you don't expect that in the next 2,000 years, over 8 billion people will be praying in the name of George. It's just not what's going to happen. 
And you certainly don't expect that there would be generation after generation of people going, George, 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 how sweet, how sweet the name of George. I just love the name of George. It was a common name. Yet in the second century, the name Jesus was ceased to be used by the Jews. And the Jews rejected the name, and they reverted to the strictly Hebrew version, which is Joshua. So what was this name? It was in this name that was so commonly used that suddenly became so universally rejected by some and universally praised by others. What is this name? That for us, it is such a common religious name that we miss the meaning of it. Well, the text tells us here in verses 21 through 23, where he says, You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. It goes on to say that all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God's with us is that he was named Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And by him being named Jesus, he fulfills Emmanuel, God with us. Now, you may notice that Jesus is not the same name as Emmanuel, right? You can say, wait a second, this is to be done to fulfill what the prophet said, that he will be called Emmanuel, therefore name him Jesus. Like, those two aren't the exact same things, right? I mean, that's pretty obvious. What's happening here is that when he is named Jesus, he is fulfilling the name Emmanuel. Is that Emmanuel means God with us. And Jesus is the one who fulfills this by saving people from their sins. He was given the name Emmanuel, he's given the name of Jesus, but also several other names Messiah, Christ, Prince of Peace, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. But the name Jesus, which he was given, was actually, that name is a compound word. Actually, it is a sentence. And the name Jesus is a sentence, which is a combination of Yah and Hosea. Yah for Yahweh, and Hosea for God saves. So the name Jesus means Yahweh saves. Now, for those of us that don't know ancient languages or the etymology of the name Jesus, Matthew helps us because he just simply tells us what it means. He says, his name shall be Jesus. Why? For he shall save his people from their sins. That his name is Jesus because God will save his people from their sins. His name is Jesus because God will bring forgiveness to his people and to this world through this one named Jesus. Now, the Jews were anticipating, and the people of God were anticipating this one to come. And that's why they named their children Jesus, is that they anticipated that one would come. And so this name Jesus was common, but it was a name of hope, because it was a declaration that we believe that one day that God will be with us, that one day God would send one who would come to this earth who would save his people from their sins. And so the name Jesus was a name of a religious, part of their religious identity. It was a name that was given also as a declaration against the godless culture in which they were living. 
is that people had turned away from God and there would be God-fearing people who would name their child Jesus because they say, we believe in the promises of God. We believe that God will come and he will visit us and he will save us and he will save us from our sins. So when the angel tells Joseph, Joseph, you are to name your son, not Joseph, but you are to name him Jesus, what the angel is declaring is that this babe is not the common Jesus. This babe is the Jesus. This babe is the Jesus that all the other names of Jesus were hoping for and looking forward to come. That this is the one who has been anticipated that everyone who has had the name Jesus has been looking forward to. This is the one. So, what does God's gift of Jesus reveal about us? Or maybe we should take a step back and ask the question, what does our celebration of Christmas, the way that you celebrate it, the way that I celebrate it, what does our celebration of Christmas reveal about what we think that Christmas is about? Well, there's lots of different answers people would say. Christmas is about giving. It's about goodwill. It's about family. Christmas is about remembering those who are the less fortunate. Christmas is about everyone having good cheer. Kenny Rogers would tell us that Christmas is for kids. In my house, when you enter our foyer, there's a wall of Christmas cards that we've received this year. And in thinking about what Christmas is about, I went over the wall to see what are the themes that were on the different Christmas cards that we received this year. And even what was the themes that we ourselves put on the Christmas card that we, that we sent out. And this year, the dominant themes were the themes of love, of joy, of hope, and of peace. But I dare to say that the most important aspect of Christmas, the most important thing which Christmas is about, is the most forgotten, even represented in our Christmas cards, even the ones that we ourselves, I myself, even the one that we sent out. For while Christmas is about joy, hope, love, and peace, more than that, what Christmas is fundamentally about is that it is about forgiveness. Because it is in Christmas that, Jesus, that God gives us Jesus, Yah, Hosea. It is in Christmas that God gives us Jesus, who saves his people from their sins. It is in Christmas that God gives us forgiveness. This has been declared as the essence of Christmas from the very beginning. From the very first mention that there would be a Christmas is that it would be about forgiveness of God saving his people. So I ask again, if the gift of mouthwash would reveal that we need fresh breath, what does the gift of Jesus reveal about us? It reveals that we need forgiveness. It reveals that we need to be saved from our sins. It reveals also that God is the only one who can do it. Because what happens is that when we, when we sin against God and we sin against one another and the things that we say or the things that we do or the things that we think, 
I mean, the wrong things that we think or say or do, but also the good things that we should do that we didn't do and we didn't think and that we didn't say, is that when we sin, what happens is that there is a, a debt, that there is a debt incurred. And you know this because when someone sins against you and it hurts really bad, we want to get even. We want, we want to make them pay. We want them to feel the hurt and the debt that, we've had, that we ourselves, that's been created by us. And what the name Jesus reveals about us at Christmas is that the name Jesus reveals is that each of us has created a debt before God, not only by the things that we have done, but also because we have sinned against God himself. And so our sins make us in need of saving. Well, how does Jesus save his people from their sins? How does Jesus bring this forgiveness? We saw this in one of the passages that we read this evening. It says, and they sang a new song. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. What it's describing is that the way that Jesus, he who saves his people from their sins, the way that he brings forgiveness for us is that by his death, he ransomed us. A a ransom is, is a payment to release someone from bondage or to release someone from slavery. And Jesus saves his people from their sins by being the ransom. That his death is the payment to release us from bondage. He pays the debt that we cannot pay. And we are set free. We are forgiven. And the ransom price is the cost of his life, which he gave on the cross. So through that, we are set free from the punishment of sin. We are set free from the power of sin. And one day when he returns, we will be set free from the very presence of sin. And the good news of the gift of Jesus is that anyone who believes that Jesus saves them from their sins will be saved from their sins and forgiven by God Almighty. What this means for Christmas is that from the very beginning, Christmas is about forgiveness. This truth is the foundation of Christmas. It was the promise given to Joseph. It is what the angels later proclaimed when they said, Joseph, you are to name this one, you are to name him Jesus. Indeed, forgiveness is the foundation of Christmas. Forgiveness is the reason for Emmanuel, which means God with us. For how can a a God who is holy and perfect and sinless be with us? Scripture tells us that our sins have separated us from God. Well, it is because Christmas is about forgiveness. Because Christmas is about Jesus. What that means is that now, because there is forgiveness, there can be Emmanuel. There can be God with us. How is Christmas about, how is it about joy? It is because Jesus paid our debt. 
and took our punishment and removed our, our guilt and our shame and gives us dignity in life so that we can be restored in Him. Christmas is about joy because Christmas is about forgiveness. How is Christmas about, how is it about hope? We live in a world of hurt and counter-hurt, in a world of insults and getting even, in a world of holding grudges and, and, and saving them to the time when we can inflict them back on another person. Well, it's because Christmas is about forgiveness, that there is hope for you. It's because Christmas is about forgiveness that there is hope for your family and for your relationships. It's because Christmas is about forgiveness that there is hope for this world. Well, how is Christmas about about love? It is because out of God's great love that he sent Jesus into this world. And it is out of his enormous love that Jesus died on the cross. Christmas is about love because Christmas is about forgiveness. How is Christmas about, how is it about peace? Jesus is the Prince of Peace because while we were enemies of God, God sent Jesus and Jesus pursued after us and died for us so that there would be forgiveness for the wrongs that we have done so that we as people could be reconciled to God and being reconciled to God, that there would be a way whereby we could be reconciled to one another. Christmas is about peace because Christmas is about forgiveness. It is why Christmas is such good news because it is about Jesus, Yeshua, Jesus. Christmas is good news because Jesus saves his people from their sins. Christmas is a time to celebrate because in Jesus, forgiveness has come. Indeed, it is a wonderful time of year. A time when it is beautiful in the way that people decorate. A time, a chance to sing carols, to drink toasts, to feast to exchange gifts. And we are right to celebrate and to make merry. For from the very first announcement that there would be a Christmas, Christmas has been about forgiveness. For Jesus saves his people from their sins. And so may the forgiveness that God has extended to you in Jesus. May the forgiveness that God has extended to you in Jesus, may that same forgiveness be extended through you to others. His name is Jesus. Merry Christmas. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, how beautiful your name is. A name that we hear so frequently. A name that we pray to that we can so easily lose what it is about. But Lord, we thank you for Christmas because we thank you for Jesus. And we thank you for Jesus for it is through Jesus that there is forgiveness. For you are the one 
who saves your people from their sins. And so, Lord, it is in the powerful name of Jesus that we worship you, and it is in his name that we pray. Amen.